Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. All right, this is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. My name is Michael Rappaport. I'm in here with G. Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. And today we have a smash mouth I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Back to basics with a motherfucking cherry on top. Me and G. Moody are going to do our thing. We have some sick fucks of the week. Joe Biden is really about that life. (laughs) And fucking Johnny Manziel threw a football in front of some NFL scouts. Plus, we have special guest. Queens is in the house. Q Burrow, the iconic Lamar Odom, is rocking with us on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. You do not want to miss this motherfucking Lamar Odom, G Moody. And closing the show, G Moody. Ooh. The young right. shooter, Dean Collins, is in the building with more sexcapades, okay? All right. All that right. more on a smash mouth, hard body karate, I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan, you know what we need. We need something. Yo, this is a banger. Let me get it. Let me get something funky. Let me get something like an earth shaker and let it rock for a little bit for the people. That's a G Moody beat. Yeah. Uh, my name is Michael Rapport. I told you this was going to be a good one. Okay. Uh, it's the 401st episode of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm in here with the three-time podcast co-host of the year, G Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. That's for show. 
Uh, how you feeling, Mr. Moody? Oh, man, I'm good, man. Everything is good. Fucking snowstorm is over. Uh, now it's uh, 45 degrees with snow on the ground, but everything is good. So so the world didn't come to an end? Nah, nah. You know how to, uh, the uh, weathermen, they gas shit up, get you all hyped up so you can go buy stuff. It's, it's all a racket. Uh. Who, who, who's the who's the local weatherman uh, in New York right now? Because my man Ernie Anastos is he still rocking? Nah, yeah, he did, but he he ain't no uh, weatherman. He's a uh, he's, he's a he's a lead dude. Oh, Mr. G, yeah. right? Our guy, Mr. G. Yeah, Mr. G, CBS in the place, man. He's rocking. He's still here. Mm. Yo, remember Byron Allen? Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yo, yeah, if, yeah. if you're our age, Byron Allen is a comedian who's been, you know, on the scene for years, apparently very, very, very smart with his money. He's one of the first people who sort of started doing, um, owning his owning his own content. He would do like, you know, press shows and EPK shows and what sort of became entertainment tonight. He's been doing that shit since the 80s, the 90s, and continue. Byron Allen... He used to be, what was the name of that show? That's Incredible. Former host no. of That's Incredible. Comedian. I mean, he's a G. He's been around no. for, for years. Was it That's Real Incredible? Real people. Real people. Real people. Sorry. Um, he, he His company just bought the Weather Channel for $300 million. Now, I'm yeah. sure, you know, like it, it, it's, you know, when you buy something for $300 million, I don't think you just send a check for $300 million. But shout out for Byron Allen for having that kind of money to, uh, to, to do big things. You know what? I want to get him on the podcast because I guarantee you he's got all kinds of fucking stories. Yeah, yeah, man. Byron Allen is a very savvy biz- business guy under the radar. He's not fucking uh, ostentatious with all his consumption. You don't know it, but he has that paper and he does what's right with it. Um, so, G, Lamar no. Odom. I got a phone call from a, a mutual friend. Uh, yo, Lamar's around. Yo, he wants to come rock with you. I was like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Like, yo, no, he wants to come through. And I was like, are you serious? I was like, yo, I need to talk to Lamar because I don't know. You're talking some wild shit. Right. C- call up Lamar, who I've known for years. And we've, we've, we've talked. We, everybody has made Lamar jokes. And I told him, yo, listen. Talked a lot of shit, Lamar. But I've always said that he's a good guy. We've always wished him well. Um, I got on the phone with Lamar. He's like, yo, I'm gonna come through. I want to come fuck with you. I was like, bet. Okay. (laughs) So later on in the show, uh, one of Queens finest, um, pure talent NBA player. Obviously we know about, uh, the craziness that's happened, uh, you know, since he left the NBA, Lamar Odom is rocking with me on the I am Rappaport stereo podcast. I, I call it an impromptu Lamar Odom. Episode of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. He he came through. He said, I'm gonna be there in 15 minutes. Boom. Big six foot ten queens motherfucker came through. That's good. Good, man. And we we knocked it out. So uh that's later on in the show. And, and of course I said uh, the young shooter uh talking all kinds of shit. So okay. on episode uh four hundred, I I said this. I said it. And if you if if you're first time listener to the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, and I'm sure there is a bunch of of new people. The last episode was our 400th episode, and we've talked about this a few times. And coincidentally, I said, the person who is going to run against Donald Trump needs to go down and dirty, down to fight till round 30. And I said, uh, Michelle Obama is probably the only person that could beat him. 
uh, although it's not guaranteed. And if Joe Biden runs, he needs to get on some street, yo, let's step outside and shoot a fair one type of shit. I said that. Uh-huh. I said that. Lo and behold, I don't know if Joe Biden listens to the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast or not. I can't confirm or deny it. <laughs> okay? As you know, we do not fact check at the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, but less than 24 hours after we dropped the 400th episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, Joe Biden publicly says, and I am breaking rule number one of the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, Joe Biden publicly said, and I quote, a guy who ended up becoming our national leader who has said I can grab a woman anywhere and she likes it. They asked me if I'd like to debate this gentleman and I said no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. That is a quote less than 24 hours after the I Am Rappaport 400th episode came out. Joe Biden had a reputation as a young guy. Now, we're going way back. Joey B, he's old. (laughs) He's old, but he looks like one of those dudes that throws haymakers. He got those big dick beaters. You know, he got those big hands and that big head. He looks like he was bout about it. He said, yo, we would step outside. And then Donald Trump being um, as immature as oh. somebody like myself. Okay, I'm not, the, I'm not the president. People say, you act like Trump. I'm not the fucking president. I'm not the president. I can do whatever I want. I'm not the president. Don't you want your president to behave better than the gringo man Dingo? Is that, is that too much to ask that the president of the United States should be more mature and be more in control of his emotions than the fucking gringo mandingo? Don't 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 you want that for the country, Gerald? Uh, I, it, it seems like you're advocating violence. It no, seems like you no you're you're, you're you're happy that he's he's he wants to fight the president of the United States. You're no. happy. You're advocating violence. Tell Joe Biden to sit his old ass down. You ain't doing shit, money. Wait before Shut you before you up. go into. Before you go into that, and I, and I want to hear that, I just wanted to give what the president said because he okay. is as immature as me, the gringo mandingo. He said, crazy Joe Biden is trying to act like a tough guy. Actually, <laughs> he's weak, both mentally and physically, and yet he Word. threatens me for the second time with physical assault. Yeah, he's threatening the president. This is your fucking candidate? This is the guy who's threatening... Uh, physical violence to the commander in chief? Yo, man, go sit your ass down, man. Old ass, man. Let that man rock. Let that man finish out his two terms. Enough is enough. <laughs> this is this is fucking crazy. It's all day. You got whores, whores coming out of the woodworks talking about, oh, he didn't pay me. He was trying to pay me for sex and yes, all that. This is real. Yo, this is these are whores. So so you just want to be paid. They're credible. They're credible. Yo, it's over, man. This motherfucker won. God damn. <laughs> I just want to continue and uh, give the rest of the story. Go ahead. <laughs> I broke rule number one of the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast. Because Trump's tweet, if he had left it at that, like playing the victim, it would have been fine. Oh, he's threatened me with physical assault. But he couldn't do that. He couldn't fucking do that. The president of the United States went on to say, and I quote verbatim, he doesn't know me, but he would go down fast and hard. 
crying all the way. Don't yeah, threaten like people, that. Joe. So the combative president like of the that. United States, who's 71, is now threatening the possible Democratic candidate who may be running for president. And I, I predict, gee, if, Money came at him. <laughs> if I predict that if Joe Biden runs and they actually do uh, get to the debate, they will shoot joints. Like, no, that, it'll no. be some old caveman shit. Them motherfuckers will be up there shooting joints. And I predict Joe Biden drops them with a short right hand. Oh, man. No. I'm making that prediction now in the middle of March 2018. I, I think uh, Joe should stick to uh, uh, verbal uh, jousting. Yo, don't throw your hands up. Yo, this Donald Trump from New York, you get your ass kicked easily. Just chill the fuck out. This is all you could do is uh, uh, throw violent jabs at him. You, you're not going to beat him. This is just reality. So now you, you're going to try to wallow in the mud with him. Mm. But he specializes. Donald Trump specializes in this shit. And you that's why fuck- Joe's like, fuck all that talk and I'm ready to shoot joints. Oh, come on, man. He got a pacemaker. How the fuck he going to fight somebody, <laughs> man? Um, Gerald, I would be remiss... The people have been, I mean, there's been t- so many comments. Now, I see it. you usually stay out of controversy's way when it comes to the podcast. You're like the good guy, and I'm the one who, who <laughs> stirs the pot. But uh, in this case, you have uh, people questioning you and doubting yep. you. A few episodes ago, yep. you said, and I will not quote you directly because we don't fact check, you said something to the effect of, you can dunk a basketball. Yeah. Okay. I stand by that. Okay. Yeah. So you're. let's just go over a couple of stats. Yep. Okay. Let's I've do. known you since you were 12. Yeah. Okay. Now, how tall are you? Uh, 6'1 and some change. Mm. How tall are you? 6'1 and some change. I ain't 6'2. Okay. 6'1 and some change, okay. man. So, so you're 6'1 and some change. You're not, you're not comfortable just saying I'm 6'1? When it comes to dunking, you got to say I'm 6'1 and some change. I need that change. Okay. Okay. So, and you're how old? Uh, 49, bro. Okay. And just to give a little history, when was the last time you can remember dunking a basketball on a 10-foot rim? Just a simple question. Man, uh, probably 10 years ago. Get the fuck out of here, G. Yeah. yeah. G- About 39. Gerald, yeah. Gerald, I, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. I've been on the front lines trying to explain to people that G. Moody back in the days could ball out. I've watched you play more basketball probably than anybody else in the world. The only time I saw you dunk was in the old Howard Park before the reconstruction on the bent rim. That's the (laughs) only time I ever saw you dunk the ball. And everybody could dunk on that rim. I dunked on that rim one time because the fucking rim was so low. It was like nine and a half feet, Uh maybe. I never saw you dunk ever, ever on a 10-foot rim, ever. Now, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You dunked 10 years ago. I'm telling you, I wouldn't make that up, bro. I wouldn't say that. All I got to do is get a couple of three-mans, three weeks of three-mans, get my legs limber, and it will be no problem. I okay, so you're gained- standing by this. I'm going to give you one more chance. Oh, yeah, I'm standing by this shit. You ain't got to give me no more chances. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what I know. Okay. I, I could do it. All I need is to get limber. I haven't gained uh, much weight 
in 25 years. Well, B. you gained a lot and you lost it. Let's not forget that. And you gained a lot, it. motherfucker, and you lost it. And then it. I lost it. Easily. Okay, but you but you said I had you haven't gained weight in 25 years. You gained you were about 25 pounds heavier than you are now. Oh, nah, B. I never hit 200. I never hit that threshold of 200. I was always in between 180, 185. Because yeah, I know how to regulate so this weight, You are so full of shit. Okay. I know how to regulate. While you are so on the full. mountains, while you on the mountains, running and panting and doing all crazy shit, you can't even eat. walk up the fucking I'm mountain. Here. Okay, listen. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to go down the same path. I don't wake up to get tired, B. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go down the same path. I want to. I want right. to just. I just want to say this. We're we're <laughs> heading towards the end of March. Now right. you can't string the fans, the best fans. You can't string the best, most rabid, most loyal, <laughs> most passionate podcast yep. fans along. I'm I going to guys. let you word this in your way. Let me do it. Now, let me just, I'm just going to ask right. you this one question and please answer the question within your response. <laughs> when right, will you be posting your dunk video attempts? Very simple question. Just give a date. And answer the question within the question, please, sir. It has to be. No, no, no. First... Please, please, sir. I'm giving it no, to you. I'm no, giving please, it to you. Please answer the question by saying, right, I will be right. posting my dunk video attempt, and then you could say whatever you want. All right. I will be posting my dunk. There ain't no attempt, motherfucker. I will be posting the dunk May, the first week of May, so, so I could get that warm New York shit. And get my body right. I can't just go out there and rock like that. But I, I'm going to do it. And then, like all the other predictions, all that shit, you're going to have, your face will be encrusted with egg again. Okay. Okay. All right. You heard it. The most loyal, most passionate, venomous, at times vicious when need <laughs> be. The fans wanted to know. I will leave it alone. I am not going to bring it up because you are you are a man of your word, correct? Yes, I hear them. I see them on uh, on Twitter okay. saying, yo, when, when is the video? Now y'all know. So don't hit me up. May, when, when that good... Uh, the first week of May. No, 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 no. There's no good because right. fucking there could, be, there could be a snowstorm. You got to get your ass into a fucking gym. There's no anything. Said, yeah. You said the, the first listen. week of May. I know how, I know how this goes, B. Okay. I just don't want any outs. I want to make sure everything's clean and above board. Is, is that cool? That's cool. I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay, so uh, the other day, uh, they had a, a, a pro day, an NFL pro day, um, out yeah. here in uh, the state of California. I believe it was in San Diego. There you go. Uh, they had, like, you know, the, the lesser known uh, receivers uh, were showcasing their talents for the scouts and Johnny Fuckup, Johnny Cluckhead, Johnny fucking football was out there throwing passes, showcasing, basically trying out to get another spot, another chance in the NFL. Basically, what you do is is there's no pads. The, the you know people are running routes. He's throwing the ball. There's no pressure. There's no anything. You're just throwing the ball. Like basically, they're playing catch. It's a high-end version of catch. And rap, he's he's already showed us what he could do in an NFL game. <laughs> Wait, he's so so, the, so the thing is, is that we don't <laughs> care that you're out there throwing the ball. How about you take a piss test, Duke? Mm. 
Like mm. we 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 know like you're limited as an NFL player. You're not going to get any taller. You're still 5'11". You're not going to get any faster. Okay? You take a piss test. How about how piss. about instead of throwing the football around, you take a piss test, Duke? Yeah. Piss no, day. nobody nobody wants to see you throw the ball around. It's not impressive. You ain't Dan Marino. You never Word. were Dan Marino. A piss day instead of pro day, piss day. That's it. Because That's- as far as I can tell, he uh, snorts the rock better than oh. he can throw the rock. I oh. watched the fucking tapes, obviously, because my man Ooh. tried to talk out the side of his motherfucking Bobby Brown jaw to me. And yes. I don't understand this. Why didn't you wear your sports Michael Rappaport clown shirt to pro day, Duke? You was talking Word. all that shit on Twitter. You had your shirt. You bought it. They sent it to you. Right. I would have brought Wait. you some good luck, Duke. You wore a white shirt. You was doing that on Twitter. You don't think them scouts already saw you play yourself right into the <laughs> hands of me, the motherfucking gringo mandingo? Where was this man Mike Studd at? <laughs> Where was your man Mike Studd at? He should have been over there playing beats. <laughs> My man could snort the rock better than he could throw the rock. You ain't making a team, Duke. Oh, man. And yeah. I'm going to be right there at the end of the rainbow. When you're ready to apologize and make that amends, you come see me, Duke. I don't Yo, know why might... you wasn't rocking your motherfucking <laughs> bullshit shirt. You should have been <laughs> rocking that shit. Because anything that I do succeeds, motherfucker. I'm stone cold sober. I never snorted nothing up in my motherfucking, oh. nothing in my snot box. Anytime, oh. never. No pills, no snorting, no anything. You should have been rocking your motherfucking Michael Rappaport clown shirt. Yo, but they might. Yo, you never know. That motherfucker might get on a roster. You know what I'm saying? He might because, you know, normally you'd say he might make it on a team like Cleveland. He might make it on a team. But I'm going to tell you something. All the talk is like if you're letting this fucking cluckhead try out, why isn't Colin Kaepernick trying out for a team? Yeah. I want to put this to rest, too. Now that you mentioned this motherfucker, Kaepernick. I want to put the owner hat on. Let people just try to be an owner. Try to think like an owner. If I'm an owner, that motherfucker Kaepernick ain't getting on the team, and I'm a publicly uh, state why. Why? You're not alienating the fans. We don't need that shit in my stadium. You're not going to kneel. You're not doing none of that shit on my team. I own the team. I own the stadium. I own the football. I own the goalposts. And you're not coming in here with that shit. That, it, because it's my team. It's my business. And as a business perspective, from that perspective, yo, that social shit, you do it outside, man. But you, you talk I, about a distraction I, and talk about a business. We have a dude who allegedly smacked females around a few times. We have a dude who's doing illegal drugs. We have a dude who does an NFL, uh, what did you call it? What kind of day? A piss day. A piss day. (laughs) It becomes national news because he's such a freak. Like, we talk about a distraction to the team, uh, a distraction in the locker room. Yeah, I'm with that, but, yo, when you kneeling, when they playing the national anthem, B, you're not getting on my team. This is the owner's perspective. If I'm an owner, that's how I think. Because what about a guy a- who, who might spend all his money and steal other players' cleats and sell it for crack? Would you want a guy like that on your team? Oh, I would get him help. <laughs> like, you can't... How would that look in public where you just say, this motherfucker is on drugs and all kind of shit? You gotta 
You got to coddle him. You got to give him, you know, like you can't just get rid of him because he has a substance abuse problem. You got to help him. But, but, I'm saying, month- but since he's not on a team, based on the fact that he's a freak show and it's mm-hmm. a circus everywhere he goes. Oh, he's not getting on my crew. He's not. Okay. He's not getting on the crew. I just wanted to clarify that. Well, I wanted you to clarify that because otherwise you sound fucking nuts. Um, it's the end of an era. Another player who we, we went to town on. Thank God he's safe. Thank God he made a comeback. Jason Pierre-Paul of the New York Giants. Oh. One of the greatest pass rushers in Giants history. He is, he is. He's not the best, but he, he is one of the best uh, pass rushers in, in Giants history. Was traded ooh, to the Buccaneers. Um, yeah. uh, remember Jason uh, Pierre-Paul? Um, I think it was three going on this, this year. It'll be the three-year anniversary since on the 4th of July. <laughs> he blew his fucking fingers off. Yeah, the Giants traded him, and they threw in his fingers as a, as a little keepsake Shit. to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jesus Christ. Um, good luck in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's got, uh, you know, our guy Gerald McCoy. They made a lot yeah. of pickups, and, and, you know, Gerald McCoy is a, yo, him and Jason Pierre-Paul, that's a, that's a problem. Um, yep. Dick Stain, Dan Lebetard, he's the original oh. Dick Stain. I think this guy's leaving ESPN. I've heard Where? murmurs... Of him leaving ESPN, um, as you, I, I don't think we mentioned former um, ESPN chairman and boss John Skipper. A few John weeks ago, John Sniffer. Wait, what is it? John Sniffer. Yes, yes, there it is. John <laughs> Skipper, who, who's his guy, and 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 as you as you know, we invented the uh, the podcast diss track. Shout out to Dan Lebatar. We dragged that motherfucker. Yeah, that was one of the what best is- ever. Uh-huh. I mean, that was that was one of the best ever. I mean, listen, you could say what you want to say about me, the Gringo Mandingo, me, uh, the Jeff Rulin of podcasting, me, the Jake Lamotta of podcasting, but huh, I know how to punch those buttons, huh? You yeah. fuck you, huh? I know how to yeah. fucking punch those buttons, but it's verbal warfare, verbal intercourse. So John Skipper, a few weeks ago, he told the Hollywood Reporter the reason why he stepped down from his ESPN job, aside from the substance abuse, it was because there was an extortion attempt from his cocaine dealer. So this guy oh. was wrapped up in some all sort of underground, uh, you know, stuff. And it's yeah. bullshit because remember he said he was going to, you know, go away and get his life changed. And we said something, something smelled amiss. And this is yeah. what it is because if, if you're really committed to getting yourself together, you don't just take a couple of months off and then do an interview with the Hollywood Reporter. You go away. You go to Arizona. You go to Tahiti. You get your fucking mind right. These guys are all bullshitters, man. Yeah. He was with that yayo. He was on that yayo. And um, John Sniffer. That's what I called him. John Sniffer. That's why uh, the network was spiraling downward. Because the head of it was in the fucking Bowery sniffing. No wonder. And can you imagine getting a phone call from, from your cocaine dealer saying, yo, Duke. I need that $150,000. Like, yo, that's you're under pressure. You're already whacked out of your tree on that booger sugar, and then your yeah. Coke dealer is extorting you? Like, this is like an episode of Law & Order SVU. But John Skipper's uh, a number one guy, Dan Lebetard, and do not be fooled, Dan Lebetard is a company man. He yeah. is a kept man. Remember, he was <laughs> crying? Yeah, he went to the bar with this motherfucker. If you're really down with him, why are you in the bar with him? Walk this motherfucker into a rehab. Send him Word. to a, the methadone clinic. He's a goddamn junkie. 
Cluckhead. So Levitard was on the news talking shit because uh, they just hired John Fox, former Bears coach, and Levitard had been talking shit about other former coaches like Herm Edwards. Yeah, I read that. And now he's talking shit about uh, John Fox, you know, and he's insulting these guys. And let, let me tell you something, Dan Levitard, we've yet to see you throw a Frisbee, let alone a football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to see this motherfucker play handball. I, I want to see him play with the Puerto Ricans out here. Play some motherfucking handball. He, he talk a lot of shit. Have you ever played anything? Anything. Any fucking thing. Like handball, frisbee, ping pong. Skelly. Ring Alivio. Anything. Give me something. Something. You talk, I, I really think by, by disrespecting other ESPN employees in this climate 2018, he knows he's leaving. Because he's, yeah. dis- he's like, yo, we used to say at ESPN, uh, Herm Edwards, oh, it's good to have a, a voice in there, a guy who went 2-23 and 23 in his last 25 games. That's a funny joke, but if Jamel Hill said that or Carrie Champion said that, yo, oh, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be done. So I think oh. Levitard is on his way out on his own. He, he's going somewhere else. <laughs> um, your man, Kevin Federline. You remember Kevin Federline? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kev, what up? They called him Pimpin' Kev. He was the dude who impregnated Britney Spears in her prime. Um, <laughs> yo, he's been getting $20,000 a month. Man. Why, why is he still living in the United States? If I'm getting twenty grand a month, I'm going to a third world uh, beach resort, and I'm going to live like a fucking king. I'm not here, B. Pimpin' Kev is claiming that twenty k a month isn't enough, and he wants more child support from Britney Spears. Kev, you, you, yo, let, you, you nah, don't, have, let no, Kev you don't have no pride, Duke. No pride, nah. no no self respect, no nothing. No, you shouldn't. Yo, if the tables were turned, they'd hang that guy upside down. Let that man get that cake. Kev, get out mm. of the country. So you can live the way you want to live. Mm. The cost of living here in the U.S., 20K ain't shit mm. because you, you, you spending a lot. But if you go to Thailand, if you go to Koh Samoy, man, <laughs> Pimp and Kev, get the fuck out of the U.S. Bro. Um, all right, before we get into these sick fucks of the week, um, I'm not going to do it today, but we, we're, we're going to start a new uh, segment on the next Iron Rapport Stereo podcast called Bring in the Gimp, um, which is akin to the uh, Wonder Bread bag and olive oil treatment. Um, I just oh. wanted to tell you that we, we have trademarked uh, the segment Bring in the Gimp. Um, I'll give a shout out to my guy, Toby Morris, on that one. He helped me create that. So, you know, I got these little bullshit tattoos. I got these like little bullshit tattoos on my fingers. One says FML, fuck my life. The other one says PMA, positive mental attitude. That I blame that on my man Toby. Then I got this other scribble scrabble. I got my kids' names, which is so dumb. It has nothing to do with my kids. When you get your kids' names tattooed on you, that's sleep deprivation. That that's just purely like, you know, like being in love with your kids and sleep deprivation. Because I don't know why I got my kids' name tattooed on me. Like as if I would ever forget. Like, what do you get them on it? To show how much you love them? Right, right. So dumb. And I got it on my wrist, and as an actor, every time I go to a set, they have to put makeup on it. And then they put the makeup on my wrist, and then the makeup gets on the wardrobe. So the makeup and hair department gets into a beef with the wardrobe department, and I'm in the middle of all of it. It's been a distraction for the last 17 years. So I went with Toby to this laser tattoo removal place, 
okay? And they do all this bullshit and they're numbing you and it's like a scam. And they're, they're telling you this and telling you that and like, well, you got to come back eight times and you got to come back, you know, uh, eight times uh, over the next eight weeks. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is this like a two-year uh, commitment? You know, like I'm getting like, you know, like we're in a relationship here. And finally, I was like, listen, I'll pay you more if you turn this fucking laser machine up to get these little bullshit scribble scrabble tattoos. And one lady's like, okay, well, maybe we could work something out. And the other lady's like, that doesn't matter. And I said, you know what? I was going to let them do it because I was like literally on the table and I had my wrist numb. They put this numbing cream. And I said, you know what? I just turned 48. I'm 48 years old and like three days, I'm done. I'm fucking done. I don't want to do this. I'm not coming back. I'm not going to commit to this bullshit for the next two years. I'm not coming back in eight weeks. I don't want any fucking blisters on my wrist. I don't want to do it. I'm going to deal with the fucking tattoos until the technology gets better. So all you people out there that have these regretful tattoos like I have, it ain't that easy to get them fucking removed. I'm telling you that Damn. right now. Because we were in Beverly Hills. We went to some fancy dick place. And it was all said and done. It's a long haul pain in the ass. And even then they never guarantee that it's fully removed. Yeah. Damn. You got fuck my life on your fingers? I got FML. What the fuck is wrong with you, B? I didn't <laughs> even know that. <laughs> fuck your life? You were, you, Man, you only get one of them. No, it was because about? I got PMA on my tattoo. I've got PMA tattooed on one, which is positive mental attitude. And then... I was like, I'm not Mr. Fucking Happy-Go-Lucky. I mean, you know me. Do you think I'm Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky? Yeah, I, I, Nah, I just think, why the fuck you got to write that on your face? Well, that's why I went to the damn tattoo removal place, okay? I already feel bad about it enough. It's stupid. It's You're fucking crazy, stupid. Man. And, and you know, these kids that are getting these tattoos on their face, you're going to regret yeah. this shit. You look yeah. fucking ridiculous. That's why I never did that, man. I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate on nobody who rocked the tattoos. But, yo, I, I, I just never did that. I just never had that. Uh, I, I never wanted to. All right. Miles, Jordan, let's get to it. Okay, it's a sick fuck of the week. Uh, let me get the sick fuck of the week theme music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? Sick fuck. The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did. What? No. 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 There it is. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Everybody knows the music. That's the sick fuck of the week theme music. Signature sound. Uh, yes. Uh, that's a, a collaboration. Uh, me, G. Moody. Uh, and the Dust Brothers, uh, we, we 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 crafted that. We thought about doing a sick fuck of the week remix. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. No, nah, no, nah, we don't need it. It's eerie. It's great. It's uh, David Axelrodish. It's great. All right, the first sick fuck of the week. Two nurses, not one, two nurses: Megan Marie Penny and Paige Lynn Joygermeyer. I can't even pronounce oh. her name. Um, And if you look up the pictures for these two women, these two Iowa nurses, uh, their mug shots, Gerald, uh, do you have any idea what they look like? Nah, I don't, man. Can you tell us? They look like sick fucks. Two Iowa nursing assistants are facing charges for allegedly having sex with patients at a residential care facility. Damn. Um, They were saying that some of these people were doing it against their will. They were arrested, and charges have been pressed. 
Uh, Miss Penny is 26. Uh, Miss Lynn Yogemeyer is 23. Wow. They wow. had been seen with missing people after they left the facility with some of the guys. I'm sure some of them enjoyed it. But when you're making sick people run up in you, you are a true blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a sick fuck of the week. Now, I was Broke on the out. fence about this next one. All right. A man in jail. Name is Lamar Chambers. Right. That's a brother. <laughs> you know, a lot of times when people feel like they're they're being mistreated, they go on hunger strikes. Yeah. This sick fuck. I could never do this. Somehow, some way, he was on there. He said, I'm I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. Somehow, some way. He didn't, he didn't, he refused and accomplished going to the bathroom. Right. To take a to take a duty for right. 47 days. That was his protest. Yo, I'm not shitting. So, like right. he, he you could have killed yourself if you do that. Right, because the evidence, they needed him to pass the stool. Because there was a drug ev- evidence. And if he didn't pass it, then he could get get out. And I read this. You're right. Good. I like how money did that. Huh. Control your body, mind over matter. I like money's style. So, so, so are you saying that you don't think this guy should be a sick fuck of the week? No. I think, I think that's an uh, exhibition in body control. Mm. Okay. No problem. I was on the fence about this, and I I, I wasn't sure. Uh, uh, and uh, you know, I- he had drugs in his system, and he knew it. But evidence, you can't pull it out, the motherfucker. He has to pass it, so he held it, mind over matter. M- much props to Lamar Chambers. <laughs> um, in the Boogie Down Bronx, a man from yeah. the Boogie Down Bronx went to my hood, and we told you that the Upper B Side is wild. <laughs> Some piece of shit. Abandon his baby oh. at the Upper East Side 6 train train station while the baby was sleeping. Left the baby there. They found this piece of shit, and he's under arrest. They say that the guy might have been a higher drunk. It doesn't matter. It don't it, matter. You, it don't matter. You, you leave the baby at the train station? The fuck is own, wrong with you, Duke? Yeah. Wait, what are you on? Your own child. Yo. I mean, take the child now. Now, it's no, what, what can you say? <laughs> um, a mom, this is crazy. A mom, now, now she doesn't look like a sick fuck. She's actually, if you looked at her picture, Brianna Lofton, 20 years old, on Facebook, on social media, this sick fuck, although she doesn't right. look like a sick fuck. I mean, she kind of does look like a Actually, you know what? She looks like a sick fuck. Brianna okay. Lofton, I, I, she doesn't look like your conventional sick fuck because I think if she did herself uh, up, she might look pretty. But in her mugshot, she actually does look like a sick fuck. This woman on Facebook, on social media, was smoking a blunt and had her one-year-old child smoke marijuana with her. Oh. Take the child. You're not you're unfit mother. That's, that's, what, that's what you are. Damn. That's what they doing now? That's that bullshit. That's all that mumble rap and all that crazy shit. <laughs> where where they, they romanticize pill popping. The little junkies. Another sick fuck. Another sick fuck. A couple. Two of them. Mm. Jacob, Jacoby Smith, and Ashley Corelli. 
And if you look up the pictures of Jacoby Smith, Schmidt, and Ashley Corelli, uh, do you have any idea what they look like? <laughs> nah, tell me. They look like sick fucks. 23 years old and 22 were having sex the other day at a park during the middle of the day in broad daylight, freaking off oh. in the park in front of kids. Oh, that's that ooh-wee. You're on that shit. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, yo, look, look at the fucking, listen to the radio. Take a, take a sample. All you hear is these guys waxing poetic about drug usage, and they're pumping that into children's ears. It's, this is like fucking 1971. It's, these are junkies, man. Yeah, it's and like Panic and Needle Park shit. Yeah, this is, this is terrible. I was on, yo, I heard the radio today rap. One guy, it, it, it's no more rhyming. One guy was saying, uh, I took the, 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 off the Maybach. I took the, the top off the Maybach. That's all he was saying. It, it was, it was they, it's over, son. It's over. <laughs> um, and this is the essence of a sick fuck here. In Wisconsin, there's a guy walking around going into public bathrooms, and, and I am a proponent of public bathrooms. As you know, I suffer from ulcerative colitis, and when I'm rocking and rolling, and if I can make it to a public bathroom, I appreciate and like to keep public bathrooms clean because I use them. There's some sick fuck in Wisconsin who's walking no. around public bathrooms. They're calling him a serial public bathroom toilet clogger. He's costing the city thousands of dollars. He's going into Starbucks. He's going into restaurants. Any place they'll allow him. And for shits and giggles, eh? shits and giggles, he'll destroy the piping and the plumbing of the toilet. What? what, what, what? Yeah. This is fun to you? This is fun. So when a guy like myself really has to drop a deuce, I have to walk into a flooded toilet. This is fun. You have nothing better to do. Out in Jail Wisconsin, time. there's got to be something. There's got to be something better to do out in Wisconsin uh, besides fucking up the toilets out there. Yeah. Jail time. If I'm the judge, jail time. Oh, you want to fuck around? All right. Two years, man. It's a sick fuck of the week. Uh, segment award-winning sick fuck of the week segment um again this is happening again um a coyote attack uh has oh. happened another coyote has attacked in summers new york which is like upstate new york possible three sheep were killed by coyotes uh, uh you know and the, these sheeps i mean these, these coyotes have rabies they're now giving um this is out in Westchester, actually, uh, uh, uh -huh. near, near Westchester. Now, now that people are having to uh, protect their sheep from the coyotes because there's rabid coyotes, these might be the same coyotes because if it's out there near Westchester County, it could be that same uh, group of coyotes that are running through Yonkers terrorizing people. Yeah. Keep your head on a fucking swivel. Keep your head yeah, on a fucking swivel out there. And, uh, G, Yo. your boy Ben Carson... What now? Because, you know, he said, and we said, yo, just get a folding chair from Target. You know, he got $31,000 worth of uh, furniture. He got himself, a, like, <laughs> yeah. a nice dining room set. Like, like, he's, you know, some big shot guy. He did it on your money and my money and the people's money. This piece of shit, Disco oh. Ben Carson, you know who he blamed this on? Oh. Who, uh, who? His fucking wife. 
What kind of piece of shit are you, Ben Carson? You blamed it on your wife? He said, if anybody knew about it, it was probably my wife. Your wife? You couldn't take the fall? You blamed it on your wife? Divorce this piece of shit. Oh, damn. I hear you, Ben. And finally, I want to give a shout out to the delivery food man, the Chinese delivery food man out there on Frederick Douglass Boulevard in Harlem. He went to go deliver some wontons and some lo mein. Two dudes were waiting in the vestibule for him. Tried to rob him, pulled the gun on him. And money was not having it. Money wasn't having it. He fought the two dudes off. They had a gun pointed in his face. This guy's a fucking hero. The dudes, you know, they they ran away. They ran away. They they weren't caught. Uh, But there's surveillance video. And I want to give my man, yo... That's the kind of delivery man I like. This guy's got fucking balls, man. He's yeah. two gunmen yeah. in, a, in a Harlem vestibule in, in, in a walk-up apartment pull out the gat on you, and he wasn't having yeah. it. Yeah, man. That's good. Some martial arts shit, man. That's what we need, man. And how much money do you think these motherfuckers got? Exactly. What do you think he's got? Maybe he got $50 on him. Right. I mean, yo, I'm glad money drop kicked these motherfuckers, man. I, I, yo. Suckers, man. Suckers. Um, all right, listen. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I told you this was a special episode. Coming up next from Queens. He doesn't need no introduction, really. He's been through the fire, been through the whole shit. He's alive and kicking, and he came to rock with me on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan. Let me get something funky. We're bringing in motherfucking Lamar Odom. Let's get to it. Yeah. Test, 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 test. One, two, one, two, one, two. Let me get a test. Let me get a test, Lamar. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Baha, baha, baha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da-ha, da-ha, can you da-ha. can you can you shut your phone? Yeah. One, two, one, two, one, two. All right, this is an impromptu Lamar Odom. Yeah. Queens is in the house. Definitely. Facts. Podcast. And you know what? Yellow. A couple of days ago, I had your former AAU teammate. Well, what's going on there? My phone's turning off. I had your former AAU teammate, uh, former Los Angeles Laker teammate, Ron Artest, oh, wow. the artist formerly known as Ron Artest, was right. here on the podcast. And yeah. I'll throw you like the first question just to tie that in there. Mm-hmm. You, Ron, mm-hmm. and Elton Brand all played on an AAU team? Yeah, that was a tough team to beat. If you was 16 years old and you played against that team and you play AAU basketball, most likely you got the business. You, you guys took one loss to Baron Davis' team? Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, listen, Lamar Odom. I've been a fan of yours since you were at Rhode Island. I heard about you when you were in New York. Thanks. It's March Madness. Mm -hmm. When you think back, like, you know, obviously you've had an iconic life. Yeah. You know, and we hope this is just like the, the, how old are you now? 38. You're not even fucking, you're not even 48. I just turned 48. 48? I just turned 48. Wow. You you look surprised. Are you, because do I look older or like younger? No, you you look younger. younger. You look a lot like younger. I I thought Remy was older than that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When you think back to Rhode Island. Yeah. March Madness, you you carried that team. Yeah. What are your memories of, of being a college athlete? Honestly, can I curse? You can say whatever the fuck you want. Um, 
the best pussy. I am because it's honest pussy, right? Because girls in college, they don't want to get pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like honest pussies, the relationships between women was a lot honest. Well, what do you mean? Like just because everybody's just so much more innocent? Yeah, you could trust a girl a lot more. I got you. You know what I'm saying? I got you. I mean, you were a coveted high school player. Yeah. But I mean, but no, honestly, I mean, just that's like the, for me, that was the pinnacle being a, a college athlete because I always wanted to go to college. I had the opportunity to go to the league out of high school. Straight up. Yeah. But I always wanted to, um, UNLV. When I seen UNLV play, that that made me fall in love with um, collegiate basketball and Michigan, right? And the, the Fab Five. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, I mean, like New Yorkers, you know, I'm a little older than you, but like yeah. you know, with St. John's, St. John's, Georgia, like the Big East was such a part of. Hell yeah, Walter Berry, Walter Berry, Pat Ewing, Georgetown, Rod Strickland, like like yeah. the New Yorkers that were dominating college, and then the pros at the time were. I mean, I imagine because. I loved them. Yeah. You know, there was such a part of like, you know, you Riverside Church, Gauchos, yeah. Boys Club. I mean, I don't yeah. know, you know, that stuff was so much a part of our our world, yeah. you know, as basketball players in New York. You know, too, like um game night on on a college campus is tight. You Why? know what I'm saying? Just because everyone I mean, first of all, college, the best thing about college is that you go you're living with people and everybody's the same age. You know what I'm saying? So you're living with people twenty, seventeen to twenty. Mm-hmm. On the campus, everybody's getting revved up. Right. Especially if it's a big game or a rivalry game. Right. When you look back at college, like, what would you say is your, like, the biggest games, the rivalry games? Like, you're sort of like, I remember that game. Oh, well, no, without a doubt, um, Temple, when I hit the shot to win the Lennington turn, um, Championship. How, how crazy and exciting was that? That was the best sports moment of my, of my life. I would say that was just up there with winning the, um, the championship. Are you serious? Facts. Because, I mean, it was like my moment. We were playing against Temple. They were a tough team. They were big. They were physical. There's no way we were favorite. And we, we needed that game to make it to the tournament. Like, you know, with all the shit that you've been through, people forget the talent. 6'10", handle the ball, left-handed, yeah. um, unselfish to a fault, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, like a skill set that almost like was a little bit ahead of its time because now you got all these fucking tall dudes. Yeah. You know, you were at you, but you had back to the basket. Like you had a whole. I mean, I wish I was sometimes like I was playing at this time. I would love one of those hundred ninety million dollar contracts. I, I mean, it's it's changed so much, and you just you you've been out of the league not even that long, and it's going up. Hell yeah! Who whose contract really in the different. NBA are you like? I'd like to play you for for your contract. Like who? Who's like one dude? You're like nah, I can't. I, mean, I respect right. all the, all the dudes in the league because we all come from the same. Everybody got the same story, so I wouldn't even go there with any of the dudes in the league. I respect all of them. I don't really think anybody's overpaid because everyone has a boss, right? And they're getting more money. Right. How much? How much ball are you watching now? A lot, a lot. I, I, I watch March Madness. So this is a crazy March. This is like one of the most craziest March Madness I've ever watched. I can remember watching because you you can't tell. There's no one. I mean, you can't pick who's going to win this. No, it's a fucking free for all. It's free for all. All, 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 all the teams are equal, I think. Yeah, and all all the good ones are out. What do you think of? I imagine you got proposed all type of shit. What do you think of? Like every every March, this comes up. You know, they call it March Madness. I call it March Sadness. You were a participant in it. Do you ever think they're going to pay these college athletes? 
And do, do, like, do you ever think there's a res- like, is there a resolve for that? And what's the craziest thing like you were proposing? Like, come to our school, even if you didn't go there, you don't even have to name names. Come to our school and you'll get what? I Besides mean, some chicks. I mean, well, some co- schools offer me whatever I wanted. Whatever. Yeah. Like a house. What it, like, do, do, I mean, do, just whatever you felt like you needed at the time. If it was, you know, $200,000, I could have got that. You just could say a number and they'll give you the money. At that time, I don't think schools were afraid like they are now. They were willing to take the risk. Well, now they're on some FBI, like it's like casino. No, I mean. Now it's like. They're, they're, b- believe me, they, they knew shit that I never thought they would know about me. What do you mean? Just shit that I never thought they would know. I thought I was a little sneakier. I thought I was a little bit more discreet than I was being. Your former Lakers. You were a Clipper. You were a Miami. You were yeah. a Laker. You know, this year, your guy Luke Wall. I mean, you have friends still in the league. You have teammates. Your guy Kobe just got out of the league, yeah. and he won a fucking Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. How crazy is that? Oh, only Kobe Bryant would- You want to talk about greatness? Give me, when you're 90, and you're going to live to be 90. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get there. I get to tell my kids that I play with like the best player of my generation. And you'll say what? And they say, what was that like, great-grandpa Lamar? Amazing. I mean, you, you talk about a guy that could just make you better just by competing with him. And understanding what competing is. You know, how to bring the best out of yourself. And not to be afraid to approach greatness. And what was he like? You know, there's so many stories about... You know, him in practice. and oh, I can remember him elbowing Sasha Vujicic in the, in the chest before the jump ball went up at 10 o'clock in the morning. He was banging on breakfast. Just like this is just and, old. It didn't matter. I mean, he was just that competitive. Now, would he try anybody? Like, is, is it like he's trying to, like, punk you? Like, yo, you're in the park. Like, yo, I got this motherfucker. I'm just, like, what, what is no, the reason I mean, for him I, doing I, that? I think at the end of the day, he's doing it to try to make his team better. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's funny because he did that to the dude that in game seven we needed the most. More than Kobe, he hit the game winning free throws, if you remember. Right. So, I guess you would say it worked. And when you when you think of uh, when you got into the NBA, I remember your your rookie season when you were with the Clippers. I saw like a, like a preseason thing, and you just seemed... NBA ready. Yeah. Like when you, when I think back, like you, what was your first moment when you played in the NBA where you were like, oh shit, I've been through all this in my life. Well, my first game. Give it to me. My first game, I can remember putting on my jersey and just like having a moment to myself, like thinking about uh, and my mother and uh, like her being at my games. Thinking about how that, how much that moment would have meant to me. And just trying to embrace that moment. And then I, I wound up having a really good game. I wound up having 30 points. I don't know how many rebounds or how many assists, but I remember I had 30 points. And that was the the normal game of Stable Center, in Stable Center. That was the first game in Stable Center. That was the first game in Stable Center? Mm-hmm. Who did you guys play against? Um, the Seattle Supersonics. They had Gary Payton and Ruben Patterson, if I'm not mistaken. And when when you you love basketball as much as you love basketball, when you got on the court your first game, like I just wanted to kind of um carpe diem. I was in that mode. Seize the moment. I just wanted to, you know, take advantage of being there. Were you totally comfortable as a basketball player, like once you got in the NBA? Yeah, because the the game that I played, I was extremely confident. You know what I'm saying? At the time I felt like nobody could stay in front of me off the dribble. Man, I was playing against guys that were bigger than me, they were slower than me. I was able to take advantage of all my um Natural ability. 
I think the the way I played the game came out the most. How so? In the pros, because I, I was able to tap into everything. I was able to score the ball, rebound the ball, assist the ball, in my own time. It wasn't no preset coach telling me what to do. It was more of just you know what I'm saying, create your own shit, do your own thing. When you think of that Clippers team, you know, like you guys were like, the, oh yeah, we're good. The young guns. I can imagine us now. Imagine us now with um, the ESPN coverage and the way they love the dunk. And the alley oop. I mean, that pass I threw to Darius Miles when I seen him out the corner of my eye, and I just threw it to him like that. If that was on ESPN now, they were showing it every day. Time make a world of a difference. I mean, that would have been like an Instagram breaker. Hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Darius Miles, like he's one of these dudes. Like you know what? Though, I remember I saw you at this thing. I'm gonna bug you out. It's all good. You're. I think it was your. Was Darius didn't come in the same year as you, right? Mm-mm. Second. I was before him. Okay. I saw you at this Clippers charity golf event. You weren't playing golf. I weren't playing at golf. And I was mm-hmm. like, what about this fucking dude? Yeah. Can this fucking dude play? Like, yeah. you need to get him some fucking cheeseburgers. Yeah. You're like, he going to be all right. He yeah. going to be all right. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that team? The bond that we had together, it, it was it was incredible for dudes that were that young and didn't play together that long. If that team would have made the playoffs, we would have caused some problems because we just knew where each other was going to be. I knew Q was going to be in the corner. I knew where Darius Miles was for the lobs and so on and so on. Jeff McGinnis knew where I was going to be on the pick and roll. If that team would have made the playoffs, we could have caused some problems. And we had a, a decent center. Who, who was the center? Oh, my man. Michael uh, Candy. Right. At least he could score the ball and play defense. And, I mean, a lot of people would say he wasn't shit. Right. He got a bad rap. But if he was playing now, not a lot of good centers in the NBA. Not with good hands and can score. And do you, rebound defense. Do you think it's crazy that, like, I mean, if you were 10 years, 12 years younger, like, you had this skill set. But, like, the fact that guys like Michael Olobacani, 6'10", 7 feet, like, you absolutely posit, like, it was like a plus that you could shoot from outside. Yeah. But now, if you're, like, 6 fucking 10, that's a requirement. Whereas yeah. when you grew up, back to the basket, tall oh, yeah, motherfucker, yeah. get under try, the hoop, don't yeah. dribble the ball. People try to limit you because, of, but the way the um the game has changed... And I think the importance of um, the European play, it used to be looked down upon for your forward or your big forward to handle the ball as much. But now coaches understand the mismatches that it presents. When you have a Ben Simmons or LeBron James that can handle the ball and put you in horrible situations defensively because you can't guard them in the post or off the dribble. When you watch like basketball, what are you watching? Well, I would like to hope that I I could still see a play ahead. Even I just like to learn every game I watch. Do you? But in college, the college game is so much different from the pro game. What is the difference? Like, what is the big difference? Like well, the physicality, the speed, the precision that um, pros can shoot from from a deeper range. Like Kyle Culver, if you could you imagine him in college? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, Steph Curry, now the way he shoots the ball in college. Do you think like Steph and like, you know, I see this kid Trey Young. He reminds me of Steph a little bit. I mean, I think that's the closest thing as far as playing style is that we have to Steph. But Do, do you think like Steph like is getting everybody too gacked up on the three? He, Did he Steph greatness fucks the game up a little bit. Explain. Because his greatness has... Kids thinking 
that they could be Steph. So a high school kid is going to, on a fast break, instead of probing and looking to um, explore how to get a, um, a layup, pulls up. And I think that hurts the um, the game a little bit. But kids got to understand Steph and themselves. Like That's what I'm saying. Like Steph is a generational player. Yeah, it's the same thing as Michael Jordan. You're not going to just be like, oh, I could, he could shoot, I can shoot. Yeah. Because I think he's little, he yeah. makes his shit look so easy. Yeah. But I think, like I said, his greatness, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of because who's to stop him from being great? Um, all right, so I was just talking about the Lakers. You've been uh, around Kobe. You've been in Miami. You've been around Dwayne. And, you know, you played for the fucking the championship Lakers. Mm-hmm. What is your take on the Los Angeles Lakers Lonzo Ball 2017-2018 hysteria season and what is just your take on him as a basketball player Lonzo Ball yes I mean I think he's yet to reach his potential he's only 20 years old so I think he's yet to to reach his potential but I think I think he's great for the Lakers because he brings um attention to them so to their brand he's great for them and for the guys that he's playing with he's great for because the looks that he gets they get just you, like Kobe was great for us. Is he a type of player you'd want to play with? Hell yeah. Because of why? Unselfish. Do you think his he, best attribute is the way he passes the ball? So I know playing with him, my stats would go up. So if you don't like playing with him, you got to be an asshole. All this shit that went, was going on, I mean, it seems to have cooled off, like the big ball, the brand, and the LeVar ball, yeah. and all that stuff. Ooh. And like he's going after the coach, Luke Walton. Like when you see, you know, this shit going on, like. If you, this is your teammate, or even like Meta was like, I want to smack this motherfucker. And, you know, that, that's that's him. He's I like, mean, we'll smack the pop. I want. I would have a problem with the pops, if anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I would probably feel for the kid, because I would feel like the kid's getting that pressure put on that he that he doesn't need it. Right. But he's being. But he's a lake anyway, and he's from L.A. Right. So he gonna have pressure that's not seen and unheard of. It, it, when you when you came, so to, that's why I really fuck with Alonzo Ball. Because why? Because you got to have guts to even show face out Especially here. With your pops acting up like that, or with, to some people acting up. So you're cool with like you don't think it's like as a distraction this year? Nah, I, I mean no, it has to push you to to be around that, or or even to be a Laker, because now you know all eyes are on you. I, I all eyes on you. Shout out to Tupac. He made the comment about Nas being not relevant. You're from Queens. You're a hip hop dude. Uh, uh, but he's a you know he's a baby, so he don't really know. But come on, Lamar, that's like you saying, "Well, I never heard of Larry Bird." Like, nah, but he to- don't. But he don't know Tribe Called Quest. Right. It's a goddamn shame. You know what I'm saying? Like, not just not because of where he's from, but just because he don't, and you shouldn't expect him to. So, um, a rapper who raps like Nas. On that intricate level, I, I wouldn't expect him to even know where, know where Nas is coming from. He's not even in Nas's world. Hip hop to you, you you grew up. I've seen you clubs and shit like this when mm-hmm. you played Nas, Queens. You mm-hmm. mentioned Tribe. Yeah. Two years since the great Fife Dog passed. Yeah, damn. Two years. Time flies, bro. You know, this one of the biggest basketball heads ever. Mm-hmm. The obligatory question who Lamar Odom's. Top five favorite rappers. It could, it's interchangeable. It's nothing personable. That's just who I got you today. Give me your top five favorite rappers. Lamar Odom. Mm. I know everybody catches feelings. Jay. Shout out to Hove. 
Nas. Shout out to Escobar. Kendrick. Okay, okay. You're going with the young gun, LA. You got roots out here. Shout out to K Dot. Drake. Oh shit. Motherfucking Lamar Odom. Queens is in the house. Just threw me for a loop. Shout out to Drake, I guess. And I'm gonna have to keep it in the realm of battle rap just because that's what rap is all about. Meek Mill. All right. Jesus Christ. You're on the cusp of like an old school dude and a young school dude. Mm -hmm. All right, I want to get a few more NBA questions. When you played, who's the dudes that you were like, I gotta, I gotta get some rest? Tracy McGrady. Why? Put it on on the mic. Um, well, the same reasons why I knew in high school why he was like the gonna be why I thought he was the only dude that could fuck him in high school because he's like one of the only dudes had. Same size as me, handle the ball just as well as me, shoot it better than me, and was two times more athletic than me. Did you play against him in high school? Yeah. And in what are these uh, all star games or? Yeah, and in high school. I mean, and in, in, in high school, when I went to Redemption, he I played against Mount Zion. And he was that dude. Yeah. At the time, we were like number one and number two in the country. Who else? I'll, I'll just throw names at you. Gary Payton, Hall of Famer, yeah. fantastic shit talker. Yeah, he was tough. Um, but for me, I, I think it would be um, Kevin Garnett. Why? Without a doubt. His height, his size, shooting touch, athleticism, his intensity. Like, if you didn't come with it, he was going to uncover your bitch in front of the world. Like, if you were scared, if you were, like, timid, I remember the, the first game, <laughs> we had a game against them. And um, Darius Miles was on our team. So he was real hyped to play against Darius Miles. <laughs> Darius Miles caught a dunk. And KG was like, damn, niggas is out here dunking and shit? Because, like, we was going at them. And the look on his face was like, oh, they going at my head. And he was like, these motherfuckers out here got my dick hard. My dick is hard out here. And me and Darius Miles just looked at each other like, damn, did he just say that? But Kevin Garnett, like you had to, you had to come with it. You had to like be like on your shit against him. <laughs> I love that fucking story. For real, like for real, that's the truth. Like he too. was, he was hyped. He like was he was that hype. Like you never knew what was gonna come out of his mouth. Um, was he always talking the entire game? Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Who who were the other? Like I feel like because of the, it, you know, you used to chirp. You weren't a big shit talker, but you you you're a New York dude. Yeah. Who who are the other players? We mentioned GP, mentioned Kevin Garnett. I'm the king of trash talk, Lamar. Mm-hmm. Who are the other players that were you like? Well, I mean, well, at one game, um, Antoine Walker felt like he wanted to talk shit, and I had to cut into his ass like two or three possessions and just and ice him, ice him cold. I had to use my hand to get him off me, bust his ass. I was good at that. Like if you started talking shit and all of that, I would like the New York City point guard to come out of me and like want to really scrape you. You know what I'm saying? Like, really want to shift your body from one position to the next, so I can go on a straight line and get past you. I like that's that. why that's why New Yorkers is a, a difference. The way we use our handle, like Kyrie, whew, that motherfucker is incredible with his shit. Yo, when, when I heard that his godfather it's was Rod Strickland, it made, the whole fucking thing made sense it to me. It does make sense because woo. It's like Ooh, he, he learned everything shit. from his father and from his godfather, Rod Strickland, and then took like it, it to... Like it was passed on, right? Well, once I heard that, I was like, that's that, that's it? And then he fucking took it to some 2.0 new millennium shit. I mean, yeah. His shit is crazy. His handle is ridiculous. 
when you grew up in in the city, we mentioned uh, uh, Ron, mentioned Elton. Who are the other like New York dudes, like a little bit ahead of you, or you know, at, at the same level? You know, man, you know, in New York, it's so many. It's so many that was in the same class as us. So many other dudes that didn't make it. Um, dude that played with Ron, Reggie Jesse, Alan Griffin, um, Ramil Lloyd, Shamel Jones, uh, Todd Mal. I mean, it's, it's so many crazy. Shamgar Wells. I mean, just think Shamgar never made it to the NBA, and he got a move named after him that NBA dudes try to emulate. Like he invented, like he invented a move. Invented a move. Who else in basketball could do that but size a New York City player? No, that's a New York shit. That's like some New York like besides somebody that's athletic that can just dunk or you know what I'm saying, but just created a move. What do you think it's gonna take? I mean, we got Donovan Mitchell, he's from the outskirts of the city, he represents New York City. Like we we got some young dudes. Does it bother you that New York isn't reign supreme? Yeah, well, I mean, we we still reign supreme because we are basketball and, and we'll always be basketball. But that's gonna that can change when New York City high school basketball players stay in New York City to go to school. Are they? They're leaving, right? A lot of them leave because if if I was a a, a parent and I wanted my kid to succeed off the court and on the court, I'm gonna probably send them to prep school or something like that. So a lot of the players that you're seeing in high school. I mean, they're seeing in college right now that, you know, they're not, they're from New York, but a lot of people don't even know because they don't go to high school in New York. All right. Lamar Odom, listen, I want to tell you this. I fuck with you. Mm-hmm. I uh, wish you nothing but the best shit, the Same best man. things, safe. For real. Take care of yourself. You're beloved. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're 38. Mm-hmm. You look fucking fantastic. Well, thanks, bro. And, uh, you know, just know that you're beloved. Motherfuckers, you you know, everybody still loves you. Everybody's always going to love you. And I wanted to focus on, you know, paying attention to, like, how great of a ball player you were. And also, I'll say this. Whenever I fucking met you, when you first came to L.A., I always say, this was a good fucking dude. This is a good dude. So I wish you the best of luck on everything. And just know that people want that for you. You know, all all the, you know... Look, opinions are like asshole, and everybody got a Twitter account, and ninety nine point nine percent of them are on there. So, Facts. keep doing your shit, and, and stay healthy and stay safe. And uh, right. you know, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, my man. Oh, no problem, bro. No problem. All right. Okay. So, as promised, uh, a visit from the young shooter. Hey, Michael. Dean Collins, who you couldn't make it to the four hundredth episode, could you? You Dean? didn't invite me to the four hundredth episode. Bullshit. Nope, not bullshit. Bullshit. And I just asked you if I could pod this with you right now. This is the 401st episode, and, and you made this, but you couldn't make it to the 400. The, the invitation must have got lost or bullshit. something. Don't know where, where I bullshit. was for that. Bullshit. Well, look, bullshit. we're making up for it now. 401. 401's great. It's and a wasn't cool... I on the second or third podcast you ever did, ever? Possibly. It doesn't matter. Possibly. These are things in the past. Right. These are those are things in the past. Right. That mean so nothing right now. The 400th episode was in the past as well. That was technically yesterday. So let's my be man, present. my man, my man. Anyway, let's move on. Thank you. It's the young shooter. Uh, he goes by the name of Dean Collins. Big fan base. Dude, All the I ladies out base? there. I get a lot of DMs saying, "Yo, hook me up with the shooter. Hook me up with the shooter." And I'm like, "Do you really want to go down that road?" And they're like, "Yeah, I, I, I want to meet the shooter." And I'm like, "All right, sure." And I pass them the number. And sometimes it, it pops off. Sometimes it doesn't put off. Now you. Throughout your career on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, you've had highs and lows with the ladies. I like that. I like that through my career on the you're, Iron Rapport You're Marcus. in a... Yo. Highs I'm, and lows I'm, for sure. You're not going to go into all the details, but I'm just going to say this. I'm like, yo, my man is getting it, getting it in. You're getting it in. 
Like and then you're like, he's like, oh, what do you want? What are you, what you fucking George to, Clooney? You know, what do you want me to say? Oh yeah, man, I'm getting it in. I'm. I don't speak like that. Like I appreciate you saying that, but I'm just having a good time meeting people and like it's not. But you're like a sort of hit it and quit it because you you're like no, I went with this girl. We hung no, out this not. weekend, and then I'm like, what happened to? Let's just call her Jane Doe. And you're like, I don't know. Sometimes it's an I don't know because it's not on my end, but sometimes they disappear. Oh, they're like, times, oh, we, we, maybe, oh, maybe your fuck style wasn't no, it's, that's not. that's not the case. That's what? not the case. What's not the case? Sometimes the weird, um, I mean, sometimes the weird thing is it, there'll be really great compliments. This was amazing. I had a great time. Un, everything was great. And then just sometimes it just, you know, fizzles out. I don't, you know. Okay. We move on. Okay. Now, now what's been going on with you? Um, in your personal life, in your escapades, and your comings and goings, like, what have you been? What have you been up to? Like, wh- what? What's been? What's been happening with you? I'm well. Obviously, I've told you stories about ladies and all that stuff. I'm having a good time. I'm going out. I'm social. I'm still off the weed. Oh, um, totally. Which is and and I bring up the weed totally because it, it's been six months now since I've stopped. Um, and that plays a big part in terms of my social life and, and being able to go out. And if I was smoking weed, I would not be meeting people. I would not be going out. And I just want to say, um, that I, it feels good to not be smoking, but you, you're not smoking, but you drink. It's like, you don't yeah, you, I drink because like, the weed was just too much for you. It was just too much. So it's like kind of switch and we're, addiction. And we're in California. I'm going to tell you something people. Yeah. Like if you're not in a, uh, a state like California where the weed is, um, for, like legal. Yeah. You've heard all the things about California weed. It's all true. Yeah, it's the most... It's, it's all true. Weed in California is not like normal weed. You're never going to get yeah. bad legal weed in California, or at least I haven't had it. Like, I don't think so. If you're going to smoke weed in California, you need to be ready to put on your big boy boots because you're going to get... You're gonna get hit, hundred percent. And I don't mess with sativa. I just do indica. I like body that high. chill. I like that. Bo- I like to chill. Sativa and indica. Sativa's like I'm in my. At least for me, I'm in my head. Yeah. I'm kind of overthinking everything. I'm a little paranoid. Indica. I do that when I like. I want to go to bed. I okay. want to chill. I just want to watch a movie and just kick it. Okay. I'm not going anywhere okay. except my bed. I'm okay. on the couch for the rest of the day. Yes, sir. Um. But anyway, yeah, it's it, so anyway, but going back to your point, yes, uh, quitting the weed has, has made me go out and be more social, and um, it's just been fun. It's been a good time. So, now, now, since you're off the weed, are you off the ice cream? I am Because we have not talked about oh, we this haven't on talked podcast about that. or off podcast. And I will say I've been getting DMs about the ice cream. That, like, if people have been buying the Tonight Dough, Jimmy Fallon, my, my favorite ice cream, which I have not dabbled with lately. But people are like, yo, this is good. I feel you on that. I just can't. I, I, I don't understand how people just, oh, I'm getting this pint of Ben & Jerry's. I'll take a couple of scoops and I'll, I'll take a couple of I little bites. And either. then they put it back in their freezer. No. If I, I'm if devouring I whip- the thing in 10 minutes. Quit, if maybe that, if, if that. If that. It's, it's, it's 10 at the maximum. It, it's under that. I'll yeah. usually do eight minutes, seven minutes. Now, now your name, The Young Shooter, it didn't come from your skeeting. Yeah, people ask me why. You, why? you know who gave you? You remember who gave you the name? I honestly think it was Gerald Moody. It was G. Moody. I think it was G. Moody who- When we who, were shooting something, you, you sort of took over and I was like- that's my guy there. He, he, you, you took over the rain, the reins. Cause we were doing a, a shoot, like an actual film shoot. We were doing a shoot. shoot and it wasn't getting handled. And then Moody called you the young shooter. Now on this here, I am Rapport Stereo podcast. We just had yeah. Lamar Odom. Yeah. Everybody just listened to a dope interview with Lamar Odom. And he's, he's dope. He's a nice dude. He's a good guy. And, um, it, that, I mean, that was so interesting just to hear and, and see him come in and do your podcast. I mean, He's and that legend. was totally impromptu. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys how this, this came oh, about. Oh, yeah, I got a call. Can I just say I got a call from you? I don't know how it came up with you, but I just got a call. Dean, where are you? 
Uh, I'm driving. I'm, I'm going to the Amazon locker in, in Westwood because I was picking some stuff up. That What's I the ordered. Amazon locker? It's like I order something on Amazon and then it gets into the locker and you can pick it up in person. So I'm doing that. Like what? Do you, there's like a key? Yeah, it's like you scan. Can I just? Can we just get to the, the Lamar? Because you're gonna it's get sidetracked. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so it's like it's an Amazon thing. You pick it up. It's it's cool. What'd um, you get? I got some. I I got something from my from my cat. Oh, um, he needs. All right, he, we're, we he, can I, move I told on. You, you don't want to go down that. We good. Okay, we good um, on that. Shout out Pablo. We good. Uh, and anyway, so I got a call from you saying, Dean, where are you? And, and I could hear the sniff through the phone. You know, it was one of those, Dean, where are you? And I knew something was up when I heard, the, when I heard that, hey, Dean, where, where are you right now? And I knew that you needed something. So I said, I'm driving home. What's up? Traffic is horrible. You said, I need you to come over now. I got Lamar Odom and his, and his crew coming over to my house when right now. When we say crew, we mean two other guys. Sure, like, I mean, it's not like crew. But, but with Lamar, you have to explain because he's been so scrutinized. I don't okay, want to seem like, like that. No, no but I, I know like you don't friends. mean that, but I just don't want people to, to assume. Oh, because, well, because as you could tell and you could hear on the podcast, he's such – the thing about Lamar Odom, and I've made my Lamar jokes yeah. and, and, and all that shit, and it, but the thing about Lamar, when you see him, he's such a nice guy. Guy. Such a nice dude. He's he's super tall, obviously, um, and he was just down to earth. He was cool, very personable, and it was it was a good pod. So anyway, yeah. Um, so you, but the reason why I'm bringing you into it, other than the fact that you were here, is that you need the me young, to shoot. The shooter was shooting the clips, and I shoot usually all. I usually shoot all the clips. I would say you shoot all the clips, but you're a lazy fuck. That's that's I that's don't appreciate true. that. You're a lazy fuck. But what how, on your cell phone when you're shooting clips, you got two clips of the great Matt Barnes. You got no, I didn't. two fucking like no, I didn't. Uh, on the upcoming Meta World piece. Um, I got a ton on Meta World. Okay, piece. but but it's like you'll like shoot and then like somebody will be saying something great and I'll look over and you're like you're like fucking texting. No, or you're like giving texting. you're doing selfies and I'm uh, like shoot. Yeah, the don't fucking- you say I'm doing fucking selfies? That's it. You just pulled that but out I'm of your like, ass. I have to go shoot, shoot. Like you don't no, hear man, me in you're the like background. I need you to come over and just get a couple of, of of clips. Like you want me to shoot like a 45 minute straight? Like my iPhone doesn't have the storage capability. Get for a that. better phone. Why don't you get me a better phone? Get a better phone. I'm not fucking getting paid to be what on here. What kind of phone do you have? An iPhone 10, like you. And how much storage do you have? I don't fucking know. What, what is it, the fucking 90s? Get a phone. Get a phone that works. You're called the young shooter. What's There's the a reason why they call you with a real camera, man. Get a, young, get a new phone or bring a camera. The fuck what is kind of fucking shooter doesn't have a camera? Uh, you didn't tell. I was in the car. You, it was impromptu, like you okay. said. Okay. All right. Jesus Listen, Christ. I, I don't. I don't want to get too deep down this rabbit hole. It's been a great episode so far. Uh, it, my episode or Lamar's? no? Like the whole episode, we had G Moody earlier. Yeah, we had Lamar Odom. I'm happy to be in good company. Sorry, didn't mean to uh, interrupt your. We're podcast. closing it with the shooter here. Um, have you had any um, um, encounters with any young women worth mentioning? You know what? I have. I have. Um, yes, I have an encounter that, that is worth mentioning, okay. but it's not, it's not what you think it's going to be. So here's, is I'll it just, worth mentioning? Yes, it is. Because if it's not worth mentioning, I will say it's worth mentioning. Save the fucking encounter. This is the I am Rappaport stereo podcast. I know the fuck I am. This episode proves one more time why we're the best. I mean, the fact that me and G Moody, last name rhymes with duty, went hard body off the top. Then we drop motherfucking Lamar Odom out of nowhere and, and we're closing it with the shooter. It's like, thank you. Thank you. Wait, 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 why are you going? And we're closing it with the shooter. That was kind of like, eh, you what know. What do you mean? You're like, so you say, oh, and my man G Moody, and then we got Lamar, and, and we're closing with the shooter. Yeah, why are you saying like, like, oh, like with that like, with, inflection? Though? Like we're trying to like, all right, like, you know. Like we got G Moody, and then we got Lamar, 
And we're closing with the shooter. Okay. That's how you say it. Okay, but is this story worth telling? Because yes, I don't want to fuck just... up this, this already uh, great 401st okay. I, I Am not... Rappaport Stereo podcast. Okay, I'm not going to repeat myself again. Okay. I just said I think it's worth mentioning. Okay, go ahead. Okay, you can stop what, if you what, don't like what it. So here's what happened. I'm walking down my street. I'm going to get a sandwich, okay? I notice I, I, on, on my right-hand side outside of this house, there's a dog. No leash, no nothing. He's just standing there sniffing the plants. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? This dog is off the leash. Where's his owner? I have no idea. In the idea. daytime? In the daytime. It's like 1 p.m., okay? So I see this dog, and I'm obviously not going to keep going. This dog doesn't have a leash. I go down. I'm like, it was the cutest dog. Small his, dog? Small dog. His name is Rocco. Really, really cute. Doesn't really feel like a Rocco kind of dog. It's not small in the way that you, it's not like a chihuahua. It's just like kind of a, you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah. so I. But Rocco I, seems like a tough name. I, I, yeah. It does. Can I keep going with the Sorry, story? Because you're like, get Sorry, to the point and shit, Sorry. and then you do that. Sorry. Okay. So I, I grab the caller, and it says Rocco, and there's a number on it. Thank God. So I call the number. I call I call about 10 times, no answer. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not going to leave this dog here. So I'm kind of, you know, uh, hunched over, grabbing him by the collar, you know, just like making sure he doesn't run into the street. People are walking by like, who's this fucking guy with a dog off his leash? And I go, oh, it's not my dog. I'm sorry. It's not my dog. So anyway. The, a woman comes by, okay? She sees me holding this dog by the collar. And uh, she says, oh, are you good? And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know I said I'm sorry. I just said, um, you know, this isn't my dog, actually. It's funny. I'm just just making sure he doesn't run around. I'm trying to call this number. And this woman, she's she's around my age. I, th- I would say she's, you know, I'll, be, I'll be 28 soon. She's probably 29, uh, 30. And she's cute. And so she goes, let me help you. And I said, oh, that would be great. And she goes, and she's like, let me, let me call the number on the tag. I said, oh, I've tried like 10 times. She's not going to answer. I, I don't know what to do. Said, let me try. So we finally get through to the girl. This girl gets through somehow. Mm-hmm. And she goes, hi, we, we're, we're here. We're mm-hmm. with your dog. Uh, I just met this guy. He's got your dog. And she goes, oh, my God, Rocco, how did he get out? I don't know how this happened. Uh, we're running. Over, we're, we're five minutes away. I don't know what happened. I'm walking over with my husband right now. We're five minutes. Just keep him there. Five, 10 minutes, we'll be there. It's like, great, hang up. I said, thank you, I appreciate the help. She goes, you know what? And I realized she lives in my building, in my apartment complex. I've never seen her. There's only five units. So I see her and she and she's walking up the stairs and I go, oh, do you live here? She goes, yeah. I said, I said so do I. She goes, what unit are you? I said, I'm on this unit. She goes, I'm right next door. I said, no way. She goes, hey, do you want to bring the dog into my unit? We can just hold him there for the time being so you don't have to just stand here on the Uh-oh. sidewalk. This is so like, it, sounds like a jump off. I know, it sounded like something. So I was like, sure, let's do it. So anyway, we take the dog into to her uh, complex yeah. and she's like, you know, I work at this agency, but on the weekends I'm um, an Instagram model. Oh, and uh, I was like, okay, that's cool. And, you know, awesome. So- we're holding this dog, okay? Finally, we're, we're getting to know each other a little bit. I could kind of get this, you know, very nice girl, but kind of an intense vibe. Okay. So then the woman calls who has the dog. And she goes, I'm outside, I'm outside. Great. Okay, so I said, oh, let's go, go get her the dog. I go hand her the dog. The, the girl comes with me, and I said, here you go. She goes, thank you so much. I don't know what I would do without my dog. No problem. We, we go about our ways. Um, she takes off, and then I, you know, I walk back into my complex, and I said, oh, thank you so much, by the way. And she had mentioned that she was moving that day or, or the next day. She said, I'm actually not even going to be in this complex anymore. I'm moving. I'm, I'm moving out of the complex. I said, oh, no way. That's crazy. It's funny that I'm just meeting you now. I've never seen you. She goes, yes. Yeah. So I said, anyway, thank you so much. 
uh, for the help with the dog. I really appreciate that. She goes, no problem. I said, oh, you know, and just not thinking twice, okay? This is what I did, not thinking anything. As I'm walking to my unit, I go, oh, and, you know, if you need a hand with moving or any of that, just, you know, don't hesitate to ask me. <laughs> That's what I said, okay? Because I'm a nice guy, and... And you I were am. raised right I, I, in a I lot of so. ways because I in a lot so. of ways you see like she did me a, she did no, me a you, slight you have favor. great parents and you were raised right the, the, the essence of who you are when you want to be is good so that was a very nice gesture thank you so I just I, yeah I just said you know if, if you need a hand anyway uh take care and she goes you know what I'm gonna take you up on that I said oh I've, I'm not used to people being like, I'm going to take you up on that. It's usually, oh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you, but the I'm okay. The movers are coming. The movers are coming. My right. friends are coming. Anything but me having to do anything. So she says, uh, you know what? That's great. Let me get your number. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. So I hand her my number. We exchange numbers. She goes, now, are you thinking because she's sort of cute and she uh, says she's an Instagram model that this might be a pop-off? It, it, in, I'm not interested. Just, just for the record, I'm not interested. So you're not like... I'll, you'll, you're not the type no, of person man, who will no. just like, I don't care. I'm not an animal. Because other people on this nope. podcast, not now. Okay. Not now. But other people on this podcast, when they were younger. Sure. They're like, I'll, you know. And I'll, they're young, when they were younger, um, may or may not yeah. be a guy whose last name rhymes with duty. Oh, when they really? were younger, anything and everything. He, he's fucking the exhaust pipes? When he was younger. He's like in a relationship with his car. I'm talking about when he's 30. Like, like, like 30 and younger, like between 18 and 30, like he would tell me about some things. I was like, vacuums, anything went, anything okay. went with Moody back in the days. Respect. Those were back then. The, that was back then. I feel like times have no, changed. No, now he's not like that. Now, no, I'm I saying, know. I know. I'm are you like that now? Not at all. Okay. So I'm not that guy. Um, so anyway, I wasn't really about that, but I'm going, okay, fine. So she, she, so she goes, let me get your number. How about in an hour you come over and you help me move? No, I, said, no. I was like, Oh, fuck. I'm like hung over. I had a night the night before that. I'm not feeling good. I was going to get this sandwich. I just want to eat and fucking take a nap. That's all I wanted to do. So I take a, I take a nap. I go upstairs. My phone starts buzzing. Hey, um, you, you free to come over like in the next 10 minutes? I said, Oh, you, she goes, you free to come over in the next hour. And you say what? I said, Oh my god! Fuck! I just woke up. Yeah, sure. Okay, that's fine. I'm after a nap? Yeah, after the fucking nap. And now, now I'm listen. This is crazy. Listen, now this isn't even it. So I'm thinking I'm gonna go over there, right? I'm gonna pick up a box, two, three. Gonna probably move it into her car, and then I'm gonna be on my merry way. And I'm gonna have my night. This is Saturday. I have like a birthday dinner to go to. Okay, so. I, I knock on the door and, and no one answers. And I go, oh, you know, fine. She's not there. As I'm turning around to leave, she opens up the door. Hey, what's going on? Come on in. Let me show you my room. I said, okay. We go upstairs. There's fucking shit everywhere. Okay. And like, she's still packing and all this stuff. So she hands me a trash bag. She starts, she's like, start loading all this. And I, I, I kid you not. She goes like this. This is one of the first things she says to me is, yeah, just start putting some things in here. Put that in there. Put that in there. And she goes, okay, now we're at the clothes. So my dresser. And she goes, here, you can go through the underwear drawer. And that was when, I, that was when there was the first red flag of, hmm, okay. Hmm. Why do you want me to go through your underwear drawer? That seems like a little personal. I don't know you. But okay, that's fine. So hmm. I start doing that. I'm putting it in the bag. That's fine. You know, all that stuff. I'm starting to pack up boxes. We're moving it downstairs. Then she whips out a bag of tools, okay? She goes, I have all these tools, by the way. She goes, can you, uh, I need you to just start disassembling the bed. And I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on. It's just you and this girl? It's me. No one, no one's there. Her, roommate, her. her roommate's there. And she goes, oh, nice to meet you. I didn't know that you lived next door. And then she, the roommate goes upstairs. Like, she don't want nothing to do with it. And she looked at me kind of like, sucks for you. 
Like she kind of looked at me like that sucks, but she walked upstairs. No help from her. How, how did you get out of this? You should have called you, me. I told. I Why told you. you I, I didn't call you, but I called somebody else. So, so I'm. Then you so, should have called me. and be like, yo, my man got to go. Yeah. So, so my shooter got yeah, to so fucking I just got go. There. Lamar just, Odom's coming over to the crib to podcast. Bro. I just got Fuck there. Fuck all that. So you just got there. So, and you just gotta leave. So I'm sitting in this empty shell of a bed. I'm moving her mattress. I'm sitting on the fucking uh, on the on the shell of the bed, and she hands me these tools. No, you got to use the pliers for that one. You got to use the wrench for this one. Let me do this. Over here, I'm doing this shit, and I'm thinking, "Fuck, man, I don't even know how to cut a lime for my tequila shots." I'm from the fucking Palisades, dude. Have I ever taken apart a fucking bed? No, this is this is a first for me. I have taken apart a bed, but like not voluntarily. You know what I mean? So I start, so I start picking apart this bed. I go, "Okay, I think all these screws are done." She goes, "Now I need you to get the backside." I'm like, "I need you." Oh shit! So all of a sudden, I'm, I'm breaking a sweat. I'm thinking, "Fuck, I haven't gone to the gym yet. This is like hard work." She goes, "We need to lift the mattress all the way from the top floor to the bottom." And I'm lifting this shit. It's me. I'm I, okay. So long story short, make I'm it there. fucking short. Oh, it is, man. This has been Don't pretty fuck good. Fuck around in here. What, what does he say? Uh, be be fucking nice. Be, be fucking nice. nice. Don't, Don't fuck, fuck up, up in, in here. here. Don't fuck up in Dean, here. Dean has been, um, you just sort nope, of appreciated. I didn't just, I didn't You're just, just sort of finding your appreciation for my, Casino my, nope. and Goodfellas. No. Deep in the Casino's innuendos. Casino's been one of my favorites for a long time. But you're Goodfellas, just. Goodfellas, I, I, I liked Casino more, but Goodfellas I've been really rocking with, obviously. Okay. But anyway. How did this fucking fiasco end? So, two fucking hours Damn later it. i'm not joking two i'm sweating and then i have nothing to do the room is fucking empty and she goes can you believe that we did all this i said yeah i i can i fucking i'm here i've been doing all this shit she goes here you could just sit on the mattress now and she goes you should come with me to this this meeting on sunday you know what she did what she rooked you she you ain't gonna fucking rook me but she guess what rooked she you. did rook me all she right. rooked me so i Shout called out to my David friend Fisdale. So I call, I call my friend and I'm Shout like, out to the coach. I, I call my friend. I'm like, bro, you got to get me. I text him. You got to get me the fuck out of this situation. I don't know what's, I'll tell you about it later. He goes, yo, we need to go. So I literally said, I got a birthday dinner to go to. Uh, is that everything? Are you good? She goes, oh, I mean, I guess I could do the rest on my own. She just, so, sort of wants me to stay there at this point. I, I guess, think. I guess you're going to do the rest on because your own. Because when I was done, she's like, just take a seat on the bed. Nah, I and got to go. And I was like, go. I got to go. So I said, and she goes, and by the way, if you need. I said, oh, I really don't want to go to this birthday dinner. She goes, well, if you need a date or, or you need someone to just oh, come with you. Oh, she was trying to freak off. Maybe, maybe. And right. I said, I'm okay. Anyway, I left. I will never okay. ask someone if they need help again with their with their moving okay. and their home. And uh, that that was my encounter with a, a, a recent woman. Okay. All right, listen. We came, we saw, we conquered. Three-time podcast coach with the G. Moody, last name rhymes with duty. Again, I want to thank Lamar Shout Odom for taking the time come through on the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast because I know it ain't easy being if, L.O. It, it ain't easy being L.O. And the shooter, uh, where can they find you? Matter of fact, where can they find you? Do I really need... Where, where can they find you? You think I can find you on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Well, so you I, can find me other than the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast because okay, okay, I'm not always okay, on here. Okay, I'm not where always can invited. the fucking people find you? You can find me... Because if you want, Dean... Don't come through me. This is insane. DM him directly. Where can they find you? Yeah, please. Don't don't go through Michael. Dean I'll Collins. answer mine. Where uh, can you they can find go you? search me on Instagram at Dean Collins. That's all you need to go to. At Dean Collins. And they can Hit find me up. you there. Hit me up. Find me and, and DM me. And uh yeah, that's it. That's okay. where you can find me. Listen. Pleasure being on here. Thank you for inviting me. Fantastic podcast. Glad uh, to be a part of it. Uh, we came, we saw, we, we conquered. conquered. It's the best in the business. Don't fuck around here. Uh, Miles, Jordan, take us out of here with something real funky. Take us out of here with a smacker. Smooth. And uh, Lamar, I appreciate you coming through. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. And the beat goes on. I'm out. Mm-hmm.